0: This episode is sponsored by Sterling Hair Solutions. Attention salon owners and hairstylists. The Sterling dryer is the first and only dryer designed specifically for hair extensions. The Sterling dryer cuts drying time in half by leaving your hair feeling soft and renewed. It's on wheels so you can quickly move it around your salon or suite. No more hand drying or hanging hair under the hooded dryer or even putting it in the microwave to process color. This dryer will dry your extensions evenly, it holds multiple bundles, and it has a color processing tray. It also sanitizes the extensions. You can learn more about the Sterling dryer at SterlingHairSolutions.com. That's SterlingHairSolutions.com. More information will be in the show notes. Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast. It's a new day, a new week, and a new year. Happy New Year. Welcome, welcome to the Business Beauty Network podcast. It's 2023, guys. I cannot believe it's a new year already. It seems like 2022 just kind of flew by, even though I will say 2022 was definitely quite the year. Um, it definitely has some great moments and some Not so great moments as well, but I learned a lot of things and I plan on sharing that in a dedicated episode for the new year. But on this episode, we're going to kind of like recap the top five episodes of 2022. So that's what I'm doing today. Um, Also, we're going to be revamping some things and, you know, adding some new segments. And I plan definitely to drop episodes more consistently and I have some great things I've been working on so By the spring, you'll start seeing some of the newness come out, but I just really appreciate you for supporting the podcast and being a listener to the Business Beauty Network podcast. Make sure that you're sharing the podcast. Wherever you're listening, reach out to me, follow me on Instagram, connect with me, let me know how you're enjoying the podcast. And if you have any recommendations or want would like to be on the show or connect with me, definitely email us at hello at businessbeautynetwork.com. That's hello at businessbeauty network.com. We look forward to hearing from you very soon. And you can also check out the podcast on our website at business beauty network but i'm super super excited so i'm gonna do a recap episode i was looking at like what is the top five episodes for the year like what was the top five episodes that were downloaded that had the most listens for 2022 and um so i get went through the analytics and i pulled these top fives so i'm going in them um in order and how i'm going to do this episode today is i'm just doing about five to seven minutes clip from each episode. But if you want to listen to that full episode, you can actually go to the show notes and you'll be able to get a direct link to listen to the full episode of whichever one you may you know, desire to listen to. Or if you want to listen to them all, you can do that as well. So I'll have all of those links in the show notes where you can go to those direct episodes. But on this particular episode, it's just going to be a brief clip. From each one, and I'm gonna kind of before we get into the clip, I'm gonna give you a little introduction, kind of tell you, um, you know, the experience, what I remember from the interview and things of that nature, and then we'll go right into those clips. And all the information will be in the show notes. So the first one that was the top one happened to be like one of our first episodes of 2022, which was how to start a salon suite business. This episode was with Patrice Sway McKinney. She is the founder of Encore Salon Suites. And she is based out of Atlanta. And I had an awesome time connecting with Patrice. I remember when, um, actually, when I did this interview with Patrice, it actually was 2021 because I, I batched my podcast. So I think we did it at the end of the year, but it's very close to uh the beginning of the year when it was released. It was a few weeks before, but we had a great conversation. She was so knowledgeable. I even talked to her after the podcast um, just on some business stuff. And I just really, she inspires me. I love following her Instagram. She's doing some big things with some live sweets, and people really seem to enjoy That particular episode, and I did too, she dropped so many gems and she really broke down um, what it took for her to build her business and to start franchising salon suite so if that's something that you're interested in definitely uh, listen to the clip check out the full episode and you can reach out to uh, Patrice I have all of the information in the show notes but here is the episode on how to start as a clip from the episode and this is our number one downloaded episode from 2022 how to start a salon suite business
1: Will literally they'll send in the questionnaire format you'll answer it and they'll plug it into the document. So that took I want to say it took a total of maybe 45 days and that was us just really taking our time and making sure the manual and everything was very detailed um, and just kind of back and forth you know I still had other obligations but I would say 45 days to become an official franchise and have the paperwork and everything. So as long as you as long as you can get the job done and, and send the information when they request it, they do all the hard work for you. And like you said, that's just such a great point because a lot of times I think we automatically count ourselves out. Like you said, if we don't know what we think is difficult or we go off of what someone else said, someone else may have said it was difficult or they may have had a difficult experience. Or a lot of times we listen to like our parents and stuff that think everything is so difficult. And nowadays things are a lot more easier. You know, it's just a matter of you doing your research and finding it out. So yeah, yeah, franchising is not as difficult as you think. It costs um, anywhere between like fifteen and 25000 depends on the company. It's a one-time fee, and then you'll, you'll be all set forever.
0: Okay, that was my next question. I was going to ask you was an expensive process, so you answered mm-hmm. that one. Yep. Yeah. Yes, so how has this, so you have uh, the one franchise location in Georgia, right? Correct. So uh, how many suites is in this particular location? Okay, the franchise we have 16 suites at their
1: location. Okay, um, and they love it. They literally started in August and are already. They're about to sign a second location, like within this week. We literally this morning I was looking at location. So we've really created a, a system that's just a breeze for them, and they and they really like it. Uh, we have a Sandy Springs location that's our newest location. It's going to be our flagship location. It's opening in about three weeks. We're like in that last 10 percent of trying to do the finish finishing touches on it. That one is bigger. That one has 24 suites. Um, That was our first full build-out. So I've had experience with partial build-outs, small build-outs, big build-outs. But this was our first um, complete build-out, meaning there was nothing in the space. So we had to put the walls and everything in there. Um, And we also included an education center in this location. Reason being is nowadays, you know, everyone's teaching, everyone's doing content, everyone's doing like one-on-ones, let me teach you how to install a wig and stuff like that. And they're, they're going out and renting spaces for their classes. So we just made like a content room slash education room for the beauty that's professionals that there. are all the of our core to come and shoot their content and, and have classes, seminars, things
0: like that. Awesome. So do they like, is that something that's included like in their rent or do they have to pay to use the space or how does it work for the education center?
1: So we give them a discounted rate. Um, you know, we, we, we we're considering maybe allowing other people to come in. We're just going to see how busy we are with just the encore beauty professionals, but we're giving it to them for a very, very, um, cheap rate.
0: I think that's awesome because I mean, look at you like right on top of, because if you think about this day and age, um, with social media, as beauty professionals are trying to build their brands, they need that. Like they need mm-hmm. to be able to shoot their content they need to show their work and have good lighting and have a setup for it. And there's, that's something that they might outsource anyway. So why not have it exactly. in house, right? Exactly. Yeah, that is awesome, Patrice. I, yeah, that's that's awesome that you offer that. I think that's a great, um, you know, element to have in your, as a part of your suites. Now, because I was actually, my next question, I was going to ask you about the education piece as well, because you you said earlier, you know, you have a background in the industry as a barber. And um, so you understand what it's like to build a business, to have clients and to be in a suite yourself. So you can like really help them because I, the suite thing is really blowing up. And I know it's lucrative and I know a lot of people just want to have their own thing in their own space. And it's great for that reason. Mm -hmm. But what I find is a lot of times stylists will go into a suite, but maybe they don't have the clientele, you know what I'm saying? To sustain it. Like they can't afford that rent if they don't have the clients coming in. So um, what are you doing to like help them with that? Like do you educate them in any way or offer any services that will help them on a business side? so that they can you know, have run a successful beauty business while they're in your suites and
2: everything?
1: Got it. So I don't offer any like direct services if you lease a suite. I do the hair and beauty education on the side. But what we do is to keep this semi s to keep this business smooth and, and so that it requires less work, we just have a qualification process. I think that's where some of the salon suite owners go wrong is they just take anyone's money, right? I would much rather a suite sit vacant for a month you know, and wait for a qualified tenant, then to just have somebody come in is it's going to be in and out. You're going to have a revolving door now. So we actually require that you have a clientele before you move in. We check, we'll look at your booking site, we'll look at your social media pages like that. And we let them know, you know, this is for, we want to make sure you're successful, you know? So we don't want you to come in here and have to struggle. Um, and of course, on our end, we don't want to have to keep, you know, um, releasing the suite, but we make sure that they're qualified. And if they're not, we just encourage them to go to a traditional salon or barbershop, build up their clientele and then come to the salon suites. I wouldn't recommend that um, any beauty professional, especially right out of school, go straight into a salon suite unless they just have booming clientele. You know, everybody's excited to get into the suites and decorate and make it their own, but I wouldn't rush it. You know, you, you definitely have to have the clientele because also most salon suites don't really have walk-ins. You know, they don't, most people don't walk into a, a salon suite. So you really need your clientele um, for it to be a smooth process for you.
0: Yeah, and who does that? I love that, Patrice. You tell, like, you not only make sure they have a clientele, but you, if they don't, you're like, okay, go work somewhere, get some yeah. experience, which is what they need to do instead of just exactly. taking their money. Because all money ain't good money. Exactly. And like you said, you don't want them to get in there and they in there for two months and then they have to, you have to take them to court and do all this stuff. Right. right exactly. And I didn't let them paint and hang this. Now I got
1: to restore the suite. So then, then they got to, you know, I don't, you know, we very rarely have late payments. Again, that's because we make sure we have qualified beauty professionals. When you get those beginners, you know, it comes with a lot of issues and a lot of beginner issues. You know, so we again, I tell people we like to work smarter, not harder. So we just make sure we have the qualified people, and we set them up for success.
0: I love that. I love that. So now you have like you're you're looking for a new location. You're franchising. Um uh, is, are you
1: franchising Encore or is it? Yeah, we franchise Encore. Yep. So okay. we already
0: have one franchise.
1: We have a three-unit deal already signed. So basically what that means is anybody in the world can open and start their own Encore. We would literally guide them the entire way, hold their hand throughout the entire process from finding the location, marketing, filling the suites, pre-leasing, the build out, everything up into grand opening. Even after that, keeping your suites full. So they'll have ongoing support forever when they become an Encore franchisee.
0: Here is number two of the top five downloaded episodes for 2022. This is a Real Talk with Coach Brandy episode. It was one of the first Real Talks that I did for 2022. It aired on January the 12th. And what I did for this particular episode is I shared a breakdown of my salon marketing guide. So you can actually download the free guide. The link will be in the show notes. And this is a clip of what i shared so i actually really break it down more in detail and i do like a training so this is more of a training episode so check this one out and here is a clip from the real talk with coach brandy and this is number two. First way i want to cover is free to low cost marketing right so of course free to low cost marketing for your beauty brand would be using social media to market your business for free Facebook has over 2.91 billion users and Instagram has 1 billion users, right? So more than likely, your client's on Facebook and Instagram, right? Chances are, right? So you have to, you can create a strategy to reach them organically. So you don't always have to pay for ads right off. You can start, you know, educating and building a tribe and connecting and posting and finding a way to really stand out in the market so that you can connect with people that way. And that works well for some people. And if you have the time to really nurture your audience and build it, you can definitely do that, right? You can also share like behind the scenes and a process of what you do and be consistently engaging with your audience and doing all of the things that you need to do in order to just really build brand trust. And you can do those things for free. But sometimes doing it for free can be very slow, and if you don't have the time to consistently be on social media, connecting and engaging and posting, there's a few options to that. So you can use free to low cost. You can use free to low cost marketing and then maybe hire an assistant to handle that for you like if you were in a salon, you can hire an assistant to gather all the content, to take pictures. What I've seen a lot of us lines do is make before and after pictures a thing. Like if you create an experience for your client and it's like a transformation, you can do like a selfie corner or something. I've seen people buy like those pop-up banners that you see at events with their logo on it and they'll have their clients stand in front of that and take selfies. Um, Or they will take pictures of their clients before and afters and have the clients pose in front of it. I've seen um, people do like a total makeover where their clients will actually get fully made up after and it's like a part of the thing, you know, like so you... You get your your hair done, you put your makeup on, you get your picture taken type of thing. So I've seen people make it like fun and you can do this and, and create something that's fun for you and the clients to do. And you can have a, a team member that's in charge of making sure that everybody gets their their glamour shot at the end. <laughs> and I'm showing my age with that, right? (laughs) But you can make sure that everybody gets their glamour shot or whatever you want to call it. Like, oh my God, you have to get the finished look. Let's get this. And you could call it something, the selfie corner or make it like something fun. And um, and so that could be low cost because you're going to need an assistant anyway, maybe for reception, maybe for stocking products or helping clients and different things like that. Someone who's working anyway. So you can give them, A task like social media marketing, where they would collect the videos and the behind the scenes footage and handle all of those things. So that's one way to do it. Also, the next way would be email marketing. So email marketing is an effective way to stay connected with your clients. So you can use email to add value to your clients, to share tips, inspiration, education, salon news, sales, events, you know, you can really connect with your audience in a way that's personal to you and your brand because your email list is yours. And so as you're servicing clients, you should always be taking their emails. You should always be getting their addresses so that you can stay connected with them. You want—you may want to mail them a birthday card. You may want to mail them a flyer, let them know what's going on at the salon. Maybe you're having an event or something. You, you definitely want to connect with them via email as well. So making sure that you collect their email and their address is very important because you want to stay connected with them. I feel that a lot of beauty professionals sleep on this or just don't find the time to do this. And I understand it because you can be, you're behind a chair, you're busy, you're using your hands, you have so many things going on, and maybe you don't have the support or the help to do it just yet right? So sometimes, you know, that email can be the last thing on your mind. But if you think about it, because brands are constantly being marketed to, and when was the last time you got a Bath and Body Works email or an email? Probably just this morning, right? Because they want to stay top of mind when you're thinking about smelling good or looking good or whatever it may be. And you want to do the same thing for your clients so you don't want to just serve them one and done once or twice a month or however often they come to you you want them to always think like oh my god there's my hairstylist keisha she rocks And be excited to get your emails, right? Be excited to hear what's going on with the salon, with you, with everything, and excited about what's to come, right? And you can create this relationship by just staying connected, adding value. So we're on the top five episodes for 2022, and we're on number three now. Number three was the private label hair extensions episode with Mikey Moran of Private Label. And um, we had a great conversation and this was an awesome episode as well. I really enjoyed talking to Mikey, learning more about his journey and how he started the brand and all the awesome things he's doing with Private Label Hair Extensions. And I also had the opportunity to meet Mikey. So actually a few months after the episode aired, Mikey was in Detroit. They had a networking event with Private Label and I got a chance to meet him there. So that was really fun. It was a great event and everything. And it was awesome getting to meet one of my guests in person. I get to meet some of my guests in person, but not all. So it was actually awesome to get to meet Mikey. So uh, this is a clip from that episode from from the Private Label Hair Extensions episode. And here it goes like maybe some mistakes they're making or some misconceptions that they have when they're looking to get into the hair industry?
3: First thing is one of the biggest mistakes is they're just not consistent or they're getting into the industry for the wrong reason. Just because you like hair doesn't mean you're going to be a fantastic entrepreneur and know how to sell hair extensions, right? So, a, a lot of times people will get in, but don't actually educate themselves about the different types of hair. What is raw hair? What is virgin hair? What are all these terms really mean? You know, so that's, that's something that's really, really important. We try to put as much of that information out as possible. I actually have some pretty detailed YouTube videos about this. Um, and I actually, people are like, well, what do you really know about hair? I was like, well, first I probably sold more hair than anybody you will ever meet in your life. Um, But I go to the actual factories. We're like partners with these guys now. I'm in the countryside of China. Like they're with them. Like they're showing me how to do it and like want me to do it, (laughs) you know? So it's, you don't necessarily have to go that far but you have to have a higher level of understanding. But the consistency is, is huge because too many times people come so hot out of the gate because they're so excited about their new business and literally just a month later, you're like, hey, what's going on with your business? Oh, I just got busy and I haven't had time with it, but I'm gonna start back on it here soon. But like you promoted about how you're launching this thing in a month and then you launch and then you probably thought you were gonna have all these sales because you thought your friends and family were gonna buy from you, which they're not. Your friends and family aren't gonna buy from you until you're already successful and doing well and maybe some famous person wore your product you know, it's very rare to find that support. So don't start the business with the wrong reasons that you think, oh, just all your friends are going to start buying from you because you're probably not going to realize that you're not going to get that support. But I, I don't know what you think about this is with the support, because I think it's pretty big just in general in entrepreneurship. I don't think most people aren't entrepreneurs. Most people work for someone. Most people, those people don't understand the difficulty of being an entrepreneur. So it's not like they're doing it to kind of be, uh, um, uh, you know, kind of against you or negative. They just don't understand. They don't have this level of understanding of how hard what you're trying to do really is. So it's not a big deal for them to support you. Uh, So you just have to be careful about that.
0: Definitely. And I think I'm glad you shared that. I think once you, just get that out of the way and understand that more than likely your friends and family are not going to be your customers, (laughs) then you'll be fine. Because I I see so many people, like you'll see these memes on social media about people not supporting all those things. And I'm like, you know what? My business was most successful. I was building up, building it up. And it was nobody that I knew, you know what I'm saying? Nobody that I knew, no, that was, uh, So that I was servicing for my service at that time when I as a makeup artist I was like I was doing well teaching classes and doing all these things, but it was no one, none of my friends or family or any people that I knew actually people were coming from other cities to work with me, because I had a huge advertising campaign and people were coming to work with me from other cities. so. Yeah, don't rely on that and don't think that that's going to really make you successful. You have to consistently market, consistently put your brand out there. And even across the board, like beauty in general, a lot of beauty professionals struggle with this, like struggle with consistently promoting their brand, consistently showing up, finding ways to educate, finding ways to add value, not just promoting a service or a product.
3: Yeah, for sure. It's it's so, so important. And, you know, I see those because I fo- I don't fo- I don't really follow any of our clients just because I don't like to kind of let people connect it, especially the celebrity clients. But it's funny because I'll see like just some makeup artists or people we work with, you know, they'll post those kind of memes about support and this, that, the other. And I'm like, your meme's not humping either. Like you're just sitting here on social media, honestly crying. And if you are one of my clients or we work with you and you see this video look, I'm just being honest. Like, I'm not even going to say, sorry, I'm being honest. It's not going to help the situation, get over it and learn how to be better in business. And then you'll end up being better. And you're like, wait a second. Yeah, that's right. Why am I, why are you even spending that negative effort in your business and posting the negativity on your social media that other people see, like your other clients see that are just like, well, I support you, but like, it's kind of, I don't know, to me, it's kind of weird. Like, just, just let it go.
0: I agree. Let it go. I absolutely agree, Mike. You couldn't have said that any better.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and you know, like like I said, I'm very when it comes to business, I'm very no fluff just because I feel like when I got started, everyone just told me everything I did was so great when it wasn't. And that does not help. <laughs> it doesn't all. help. No, so yeah. that's why you have to be very upfront with people about business.
0: I think it's a in the beauty industry this is a multi-billion dollar industry. And one of the reasons why I do what I do is because I I I as a I was in the industry. So being in the industry myself and understanding that I needed some help. Like I didn't know the business side of it. Like I didn't know my numbers. And you know, there was a lot of things about business. I'm just running a business, handling clients, taking PayPals and taking square payments, but I'm not really running a business for real for real like i don't have all my ducks in a row everything's not in order and i started to talk to other beauty professionals and i saw that the same thing across the board was the same thing so i love the fact that you're educating on the business side of beauty because it's really needed like we don't like when we go to beauty school they talk about business for one week and but mostly they're training us on a craft you know a skill And uh, we were great at the skill, but not so much on the business side. So there's a lot of education needed in this industry. The Business Beauty Network is now on YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Biz Beauty Network. We plan to bring some awesome content along with bonus episodes and our weekly podcast episodes to the Biz Beauty Network YouTube channel. We hope to see you there. This is top five episode of 2022. This is number four. And this episode is Launch Pop, creating a successful brand launch with Jane Lee. I had so much fun talking to Jane. I learned so much from her um and I just love like her strategies and how she really shared what it really took for her to build her business and she gave us some awesome strategies and tips and she really shared like the real like it's not all easy but they're doing phenomenal now. Uh, She has a great brand and I love what she's doing and how she's working with brands. And I think you are really going to enjoy the interview. If you didn't catch this one, go ahead and check the show notes and you can listen to the full episode there. But here is a clip and this is number four.
4: Uh, What's interesting about brand management is it's marketing, but I think a lot of people have this misconception that marketing is all like advertising and pretty packaging. And yes, that's actually a part of marketing. But it's actually such a small sliver of it because marketing and brand management is actually like managing the business, figuring out what the supply chain is, what is the forecasting, the volumes, like owning the P&L of the actual business. And so I kind of fell in love with marketing in that sense. Um, And then after school, went to work at General Mills and PepsiCo um, as a brand manager. I was on their innovation desk, so launching new products for them. And then I left and then I actually started my first company after that, which is called Silly Bee Intimates. And it was a sticky bra brand, you know, those stick mm-hmm. on yeah, bras. So I started that and like, that was, I guess it's been like nine years now and um, bootstrapped that whole entire business. Um, it was also back in the day, I was like super young. I didn't really have the financial literacy to understand anything about fundraising or debt. Like I, And that's and that's something that I'm very passionate about teaching women about because I think not enough women understand um, like that you can fundraise for your company. You're you're good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I bootstrapped that whole entire company. I sold it and then I joined Shopify as their entrepreneur in residence. So I was at Shopify for around two, three years working on like a bunch of different projects, um, was able to actually help launch Kylie Jenner's Lip Kits, which is like oh. a whole crazy experience. So I spent some time Mm -hmm. in Calabasas, um, and then left Shopify and then started LaunchPop, my current company. So my second company, Um, and what we do at LaunchPop is we help entrepreneurs launch their companies. So like, it's like a startup on steroids, essentially. Like, (laughs) you just like, We are a startup, but we help other people launch their startups. Um, And we really focus on like launching brands in the health and wellness slash beauty, skincare, food and beverage space. Um, So those are kind of like our biggest top categories. And we really help founders from the very beginning. So like people will come to us with like a lipstick or like literally like a, a collagen innovation in a bottle. And we will help them figure out how to find product market fit. And then we'll go into branding, packaging, all the beautiful stuff, website, and then launch them and then grow them and then help them get funding. So.
0: Now, what inspired you to start this business? I know you have a partner and other team members that work with you on this business, but what inspired you to start it? I think
4: I kind of like had all these experiences growing up. So like, at CPG companies, at tech, um, had my own company. And over time, I started to see a repetition in terms of what made me excited and also what I was good at and also what people came to me for. And it was always, it always had to do with like launching something, like something, some, someone was launching something, they'd always be like, go t- talk to Jane um and the same thing happened with my co-founder she is a designer by background but she's also a great business person and every single time someone was starting a company or starting a new brand they would go to her to ask for advice and we were like why don't we start a company that helps people launch companies it kind of was like a natural progression um and it's also something we love doing right like working with founders and being a part of that's such an exciting period for them um but I mean, my co-founder and I, we were really good friends before we started the company. And I've been burned once <laughs> with like a co-founder drama. And so we were really hesitant on starting it together, but we did. And the first company we launched was actually Morning Recovery, which is this hangover drink, which made like a million dollars in the first three months. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's been five years now since we started the company. And we moved the company from Toronto to LA actually four or five years ago. So we have offices in both cities.
0: Yeah. Great. So let's talk about it. You help brands, you know, like you said, they might come to you with a lipstick idea or whatever they have. Take us through like what it's been like starting this company and, you know, helping these brands. Like take us through like some of the things that you've done over the last five years. Yeah. Um,
4: Man, there's so many brands that we've launched. I, I counted once and I think it was like Almost two hundred brands that we've launched in the past five wow. years, which is a lot. We launch things really fast, and I think that's why a lot of people like working with us. Um, yeah. So in terms of like the actual process, like people will come to us very early stage. You know, some people will come to us like with a prototype of their product, and it's not even done yet. It's just like a sample that they cooked in their kitchen and they made like a lip gloss. Um, and they'll come to us, and the first thing that we do is actually we do testing and. I think a lot of other companies will be like, okay, let's go into branding and make a pretty packaging and a pretty brand. But for us, like, I think our kind of like thesis is that anyone can make something pretty, but what's more more important than making something pretty is making something that converts. And so, um, before we go into branding, we'll actually create a bunch of Facebook and Instagram ads of the actual product, and we'll actually just shoot it out into the world and see who.
0: Here's number five. So this is the fifth of the top five downloaded episodes for 2022 is Helping Black Entrepreneurs Dominate the Beauty Supply Industry with Janice Frederick Spell. We had a phenomenal time chatting with uh, Janice. I really enjoy her energy. I enjoy learning how she built up her beauty supply business, the ups and downs. And she really just uh, gave some great gems. And if it's something that you're looking to do, If you're looking to open your own beauty supply or something you thought about doing, you might want to check this one out. Also, even if you don't want to open a beauty supply, but maybe you want to open your business, this may be something that um, can help you. But I really enjoyed talking to her. I learned so much. She had me thinking I could do it, okay? Not to say I can't. I don't think it's part of my journey. But... She had me thinking for a second, should I open a beauty supply? But I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. You honestly uh, already did. This was one of the top downloaded episodes of 2022. But if you haven't caught the full episode, I will have that link in the show notes. And here is the the last of the top five. Okay, so when did you see the shift? So now you, you had a few years in and you've learned how to shift some things you're getting, you're doing these events and pop-up shops and things are starting to
2: grow and change. So to kind of take us through that part. So, yeah, so after, um, yeah, so after the second, third year and people really starting to notice me, um, and, you know, we were getting people from like other boroughs, even other states. We got a lot of people from Jersey to come out and shop with us. You know, I really realized that I had something very special and that's when I started to think about scaling and growing. Um, so we, um, so I have an eye in the Caribbean and I was like, you know, like, like, I think this would be a fabulous idea for us to do a fabulous Freddy's in Bermuda. So we, we launched that. I did the website, uh, e-commerce website as well to just continue to put my name out there. Um, and then I just, collaboration was like number one. And it still is right to this day, right? Collaboration is still number one. I think it's just like one of the best strategies to help your business grow. Um, so I, you know, I my main strategy was like, I wanna be the first person to get whatever new natural product, whatever the fad is, whatever people are talking about, I wanna be the first person to have that in the store. And I wanna get the owner to come out. I wanna collaborate however we can um, to deliver that not only to the customers, but also, you know, when you have a black owned brand in your store, you know, you're able to deliver a different type of experience. If that person versus that person going to like target and they don't get any conversation, there's, you know, you don't know about the owner, things of that nature. So that was another part of my strategy is like when people come in the store, I'm going to talk to them about these black owned brands. I'm going to talk to them about the owner. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to deliver more, right. I'm just going to deliver more. Um, And so that led me to wanting to open a Brooklyn location. Um, That was like around year five. We did a crowdfunding campaign. (laughs) Um, I was able to do a video, send out a link, um, make we raise money for the Brooklyn store. Um, But at this time, I really started to uh, get into the consulting. So a lot of people by this time was like asking me, oh my gosh, like, how do I do this? I want to do exactly what you're doing, but I was still operating my store full time. So obviously I could not really devote, fully commit to like really helping people open their store. Cause I was still like operating my store full time. Um, I became a mom, uh, I got married, became a mom and, um, had to make a decision <laughs> because I had two babies and I had the store and then I was helping other people. It was just like, I got to decide what I want to do. Um, and so at the time, my Queens location, I had already known I wanted to move to Brooklyn. So I just decided to shut down the Queens location, um, put my inventory, everything into storage until we were ready to move into Brooklyn. um, because I had two young babies and I was also pregnant. Um, and then I was going to focus on helping other women open their stores 100% like full time. So that's exactly what I did. And I said, I was going to do this for like a year. know just help other women and then i was gonna stop and then return to brooklyn right that was my plan god's plan was different uh god was very clear on what he wanted me to do he was like absolutely not i want you to just continue to teach these women what i gave you the the knowledge that i gave you i want you to give it to other women um and so people just kept coming like it didn't stop it wasn't like okay i got you know i taught five women and that was it people just kept coming um, and then, so I just kept consulting and that's when I officially launched the retail genius business, um, in 2017. And, um, you know, from there, I, I consulted with hundreds of women, um, in 2020, um, my clients generated over 3 million in sales in their own beauty supply store. So these are women, black owned beauty supply stores, 3 million in sales during a pandemic. It was, it was amazing. Um, and that's, you know, that was, that was the whole story. That was the whole journey.
0: You had an awesome journey, clearly. So was there any hesitation? Like, cause I know, you know, you got married, you have children and you had to stop and slow it down a little bit. And you started consulting and you, like you said, your goal was to go
2: back into it. To yeah, with. I never, I <laughs> actually never wanted to do consulting at all, right? I just, again, I was just doing it, Um, you know, as I had time, right? It was, this is, as I have time, I could talk to you. As I have time, I could call you back. As I have time, I could respond to a DM. Um, because I'm doing it because I'm still operating my store full time. Um, and and the thing that I tell people like, you know, divided focus, you know, that that I'm here, I'm here and there like, like it's going to be hard for you to scale your business. And I knew that. So that's why I, I like sat and I had to make a decision. Like, do I just want to like focus on my stores and move in that direction? Or do I want to, you know, help other women and move in that direction? Because I can't do both. I cannot do both. Um, if be fully committed and fully show up so um i actually went back and forth i continued on with my brooklyn dream because that was what i wanted and every step of the way was sabotage God was like i'm wow. going to yes down to i'm telling you this quick story i was at least signing for brooklyn the brooklyn location down to lease signing. I got the loan for the location. Everything was perfect down to lease signing and it blew up in flames. The whole deal blew up in flames. And that's when I knew God was like, I'm not playing with you. Like you, you are going to put this on the side, put this on hold because I really want you to go and help these women. You know, and I, and I heard it so clear. Um, And so there was hesitation because I still wanted my way, but I eventually went with God's way.
0: Awesome. So share with us what you do now with Retail Genius and how do you help your
2: clients? Yes. So so now it's, you know, looking back, you know, how I was talking about, I just wanted to do my own thing and focus on my own stores um, because I loved it. I love being a retailer. I loved helping women feel confident in, and the way they look and getting ready for job interviews and things of that nature. I love that. And I seriously, I never thought I would get any more fulfillment than operating my own stores. Now, the fulfillment I get is being present at grand openings, seeing other women realize the dream. Like I'm, it just fills my heart so much to just be, I call myself the beauty supply midwife. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm watching you give birth to this baby and I'm a witness to it. And I get to help you through it and, and hold your hand through the entire process. I get so much fulfillment out of that. Um, and so I do that full-time. I absolutely love it. Um, women come to me and they're like, I have this vision. I have this dream and I'm like, let's do it. Let's go. Like, let's get the store open. Let's find the funding. Let's find the inventory. What kind of store do you want? I love going through that entire process over and over and over again to help women realize their dream. I've seen women, you know,
0: thanks for tuning in to the business beauty network podcast. Please subscribe and support our podcast. Please share it. Share it with your friends and family. Also, connect with us. We want to hear from you. Leave us comments. Let us know what you're enjoying about the podcast. Also, email us at BBNetworkPodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram at I am taylor and at Exquisite Looks. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at Exquisite Looks. And you can check out my website at ExquisiteLooks.com. I really hope to hear from you and connect with you soon. Remember that all things are possible if you only believe. Stay great.